What's up, Ego Hackers? Uh, CS Joseph, hashtag random stream because I haven't done it in a while. And I think I finally got my streaming set up. Uh, supposedly it's 1080p and supposedly I am got some really dope audio now, except for potentially the background noise. I wonder if you can actually hear my three month old in the background snoring. And he's snoring up a storm right now, which is kind of cool. So yeah. Uh, but hey, if not, it's all good. Hey, what's up, Della? Is that how you sell it? Is it Dela, Dela, Della? I don't know. And uh, Wayne H, what's up? So I decided to say hello, because why not? So yeah, Confessions ENTP is back. It's been a while since I've done an episode, very long time. Uh, content from C.S. Joseph has been pretty dry as of late, in terms of at least the public channel. All the private content still going. I mean, we just did How to Master Your Demon Expert Intuition, and we're about to release this month How to Master Your Demon SE, and I think How to Master Your Demon NI are coming out, yeah, this month. So I think it's SE and NI in uh, the private private group, so it's all good. And uh, yeah, it's what, what's, what's shaking, Lorenzo? What is shaking? You're like one of my most favorite people. Jacob, yo, <laughs> what's up? And uh, probably gonna roast an ENFP, I'm so excited. There will be definitely some roasting tonight. Roasting will happen, we're, we're, I'm, I'm all down for the roast. We're, we are roasting this evening. So, uh, Railgun's about, and, uh, yeah, but, like, where, where's CSJ been? Well, I, I moved again. Uh, yeah, Rocky Mountains, because I love me some Rocky Mountains. So I moved again and um, had a baby. That's cool. And uh, I took up martial arts, training martial arts now constantly. Had uh, some issues with my liver because I had relapse. And then I'm not in relapse again, which is also cool. So that's done, and now I'm on the mend. Uh, so yeah, if you have viral issues, don't eat eggs. I learned that. It's probably not recommended. Um, so yeah. Uh, can you make a vid on being locked out of your ego? I, sure, just not sure about how to, I'm just not sure how that works exactly. How can you get locked out of your ego? No, not necessarily. Chase is an ESTP now. No, I'm not that cool. No, I'm not. So, uh, what martial arts am I on? I'm not going to reveal that. Few people in the uh, community know what it is, but yeah, like I'm not gonna like talk about the specific uh, style. Thank you, Yasmin. I really appreciate uh, the health wishes. Thank you very much. Alright, so in typical fashion for confessions of an ENTP, what I usually do is I decide randomly to create a giant uh, firestorm of drama on Facebook, because why not? Because that's what I do. So um, I just do what the most masculine thing that a uh, ENTP can do, which is basically be brutally honest without regard or care for the consequences in any way, shape, or form. And I really don't care about the consequences, and I just 
posted something on my Facebook profile, which a lot of people had a problem with. Uh, so, which I think that's uh, kind of funny how that works. So, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, and it all stemmed from like conversation that I had recently uh, with a very close personal friend of mine. And uh, we were, it doesn't really have anything to do with you know, him or, or the people that he knows, it was mostly like, we were just kind of marveling at some behavior of women a little bit. And just kind of how it's weird. Because like, when you're in your 30s, and you're a woman, and you're childless, and you're manless, and you're complaining about it, basically. And it's just kind of like, really lame to be in that position as a woman, you know, and that sucks. But that's also their own fault. It's it's their own fault. And maybe if they were, like, making choices to be more feminine, they'd probably actually be happier. Although that can actually be pretty difficult. It'd be pretty difficult for an STP or an NTJ woman to actually learn how to be feminine. I mean, even Railgun, you know, she's the most masculine of the four female types because she's an ESTP. Uh her understanding the need to actually be feminine was like a big deal. It was a really, really big deal because, you know, there's some conflict in our relationship. I called her out for not being feminine enough. And because to high value masculine men, uh, high value masculine men really like feminine women. They find feminine women the most attractive, right? So that's the thing. Uh, greetings from Seattle. Yes, I'm not in Seattle, though. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, the thing is, is that as much as women can claim to be feminine, like, it's not up to really women to judge whether or not they're feminine. That's actually up to men. Men get to judge how feminine a woman is, a woman that he chooses, basically. And that's fine, you know. So women collectively can't just decide, like, okay... Or individually can't just decide, you know, hey, you're you're feminine. You know, oh, I'm feminine. You can't just make that claim. You can't. No. You have to have additional third parties. You need to have the mature feminine around you to help you determine whether or not uh, you are feminine. Or an individual man to determine if you are feminine, basically. Feminine to him, basically. Because femininity would basically be, you know, in the eyes of a man. It's in the eyes of the beholder. But it's not so much otherwise uh, for... Uh, for otherwise but the mature feminine exists to help women become more feminine like that's that's important right just like the mature masculine exists to help man uh realize it's more masculine but it's up to the individual woman to ultimately decide if she likes this part this man's masculinity or if he's masculine enough right if he behaves masculine right so it's not a double standard you still have to like keep track of like the introverted point of view and the extroverted point of view because they're both valid it's just they're valid in different ways and they're not valid the same way so if you're a woman and you're claiming that i'm feminine i don't care i probably don't believe you uh i mean it would take i like from a male side there'd have to be a, a male who would be potentially interested in you or compatible with you who could potentially have a relationship with you and i would let him be the judge as to whether or not you're actually feminine or I'd let the mature feminine uh, determine if you're feminine, up to their standard as well. So there's an extroverted and an introverted standard that people need to be aware of when it comes to these gender dynamics, when it comes to masculinity and femininity. It goes both ways. 
So, um, and that, and that's, that's kind of like the direction it would go. Um, uh, so, so yeah, but yes, someone can help you know if you're feminine, that's, that's really important. Um, but you know, where do women learn how to become feminine? Where do they learn it? They don't learn it from men. That's for sure. Cause men don't really know a thing about being feminine unless, you know, they're, they're boys and they've been raised by just women basically. And because they've been raised by, uh, women, etc. Um, uh, mu uh, much appreciated Nayao blue. I hope I said that right. Uh, I, I really hope I said it right. I don't, I don't know if I did. I, I hope so. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, well, I, well, a hero, informative types, yes, they are generally more feminine, but masculinity can still be high in those types. It's because it's natural behavior versus learned behavior. Natural, natural femininity is for, with informative types. Natural masculinity is with direct types, uh, with STPs and NTJs being the most masculine and crusader types being the most uh, feminine, basically, crusader types. Um with the absolute most feminine arguably being SFJs, with the most masculine arguably being STPs, uh, in in that in that regard. Although you could argue that maybe an ENTJ is more masculine than an ISTP, but and while I have maintained that for a while, I kind of go back and forth a little bit on that. But like, if you want to just keep it in general, STPs are more masculine than NTJs, but an ESTP and an ENTJ would be more masculine than an ISTP. So it just depends on what perspective you're looking at it with, whatever perspective that is, right? So this is a thing. And the mature masculine doesn't exactly exist very often for men uh, used to. And the reason why is because of the degradation of male space. Male space doesn't really exist anymore. There's too many women within a uh, male space. Male space has been compromised by women. And because of that, the mature masculine can't exist. And, me and men just keep their mouths shut around women. So men, when they would have an opportunity to have that locker room talk or have the opportunity to criticize other men and make them better and make them more masculine, they really can't do that when women are invading male space. And that's, that's a serious issue. Uh, so, so based on that, that can, that can cause a lot of problems, you know, um, it, it, it leads to degradation of understanding of like what you're supposed to do, like, you know, how to be masculine and how to be feminine, which, you know, during the stream, I'm actually going to be defining masculinity, masculine behavior. I'm going to be defining femininity as well. Like I'll actually define those. Um, I'll give you like some hopefully some textbook definitions and some colloquial ones, you know, um, but there is, there is a, uh, you know, as hero says, the bro zone is compromised by women. Um, so yeah, they're, they're constantly invading male space, you know, and then, and what I mean by invading is that is like things that typically used to be male only things are no longer male because, you know, feminism has, you know, allowed women to participate more often and male related activities. For example, my wife used to be a linebacker on the men's football team in high school. That's a, that's an example of an invasion of male space right there.
I don't care how much you feminists out there like would say otherwise. Well, she should have the choice, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she's a woman. Like, you know, they're biologically different. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing like morally, ethically wrong with having a, a segregation of genders. There's nothing wrong with that because psychologically, women need female space and men need male space. The most feminine men, which are crusaders, need male space in order to gain the learned behavior that they need to become more masculine. In as much as uh, masculine women need female space to learn how to become more feminine because it's learned behavior. And don't forget, folks, that while you can have natural behavior, natural behavior is great. That's why, you know, ESTP men, for example, get laid the most because it's just natural to them. It comes naturally. Then masculinity just comes natural to them. But it doesn't come natural to someone like me. It's a learned behavior. But I'd rather have learned behavior over a natural behavior because I get to keep it. I get to develop it. I get to make it better. So technically, in the long run, my masculinity could actually be stronger than an ESTP man over time because it's a learned behavior. Because it's like I keep saying, you know, the tortoise versus the hare, right? Hard work always beats talent. Hard work always beats the natural, you know? Learned behavior beats the natural, right? Well, it's no different for women. It's no different for women. And STPs and NTJ or women have to learn how to become more masculine. And it's so funny to me to watch NTJ women especially just think that they're being masculine or think that they're being feminine when they're really not. They think they're feminine enough with how they dress and, oh, they think they're so gentle. And my gentleness is what makes me feminine. No, it's not, actually, because... I'm so tired of dealing with like NTJ women having the superiority complex around me. And it's just, it's toxic. It's noxious. It's constant. Not every one of them do it, but not everyone do it. But I have very rarely in my life ever met a humble NTJ. My first girlfriend was one, but then she died of brain cancer. But, you know, but the reality of the situation is it's extremely rare, especially since society and your mothers and women around you just enable women to be worse. It's kind of like what we were talking about on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Um, we have an ENTP woman who used to weigh a lot, very obese, and she's not obese anymore. And she's lost a lot of body fat. And then like other women like in her social circle are jealous of her weight loss and she's getting a lot of attention from men all of a sudden. And, uh, and she wasn't anymore, but all of a sudden she is, and she's making the other women jealous, and they're trying to, like, sabotage her, like, that whole time, you know, which is really, um, really uh, frustrating, you know. So it's kind of, like, that's a thing. But uh, so, yeah, I just realized, like, you know, women are not as supportive to each other as they used to be. You know, like, they're constantly competing all the time, competing with each other for the attention of men, for example. And that's a thing. So this Confessions of the NTP is actually about what I posted on Facebook recently. Um, and it came about because I have a friend who knows somebody who is a 32-year-old woman. She's STP, NTJ woman. She's one of those four. Uh, and... She's just super intimidating to men around her. She's in male space, constantly dominates male space. Not saying it's a bad thing, but she hasn't made any time for female space either, you know. 
she's constantly dominating that, um, and she ends up just having you know casual sex related relationships without anything deep or meaningful. And then she's like, "Oh crap! I'm security phase now. I'm 32. I'm expiring right now. I'm childless. I'm manless. What the hell am I gonna do?" You know, and then and then and then and then she potentially, yeah, you know, would have people tell her, hey, you should probably, like, fix that. You should probably, like, you know, do something about it. And then what if what if that woman, you know, was to complain about her situation? If, if she complains about that situation, then it's her own damn fault. It's her own damn fault because she bought into this bullshit society that is just enabling her constantly and is not enabling me. It's actually disabling me. It's disabling men, you know, but it's enabling her, which is not right or good. So male space and female space both have to be respected. And if they're not respected, then we end up having degenerate people in society, degenerate STP and NTJ women, degenerate NTP and SFJ men like myself. That was me. That was definitely me. I considered myself a degenerate NTP, insanely feminine and overly feminine NTP man. It was all about, you know, what I could do for her. It was all about how I could serve her, all about how I could give her what she wants and make her feel better constantly, right? And it was always about how I could please my woman. But that's not masculine behavior. That's not what it is. What the masculine is, is that, is she pleasing to me? Uh, you know, is she good in bed? Is she going to please me? Is she going to be able to take care of my needs? Is she good enough for me? So that's the masculine point of view. But I had the feminine point of view. I was trying to be pleasing. I was I was taking on the role of secondary instead of primary. You know, where it's the opposite for masculine behavior. Which is degenerate behavior. It's degenerate behavior for a man to behave that way. It's also a form of people pleasing and it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for a man to behave that way. That is degenerate. I was being degenerate. So to not be degenerate, and effectively I was putting women on a pedestal. I was putting women on a pedestal. We could even argue, um, you could even argue that I put uh, women in my past that I've been in relationships with, even at the beginning of this YouTube channel and whatnot, and then I was putting these women on a pedestal. You know, like that's what I was doing. But it's wrong. You can't put a woman on a pedestal. There is one man in history who got severely punished for putting his woman on a pedestal. His name is Adam, you know, from the Garden of Eden, the book of Genesis, you know. He put Eve on a pedestal. Eve went and screwed some other guy, basically. And then he's like, no, I'll still love you. He didn't reject her, even though, even though she betrayed him. He didn't reject her. And then he got punished for it. He got punished by daddy, you know, God. He got punished because it's like, wow, you're supposed to be masculine. I created you to be masculine. You're not being masculine right now. Like, you should probably figure that out, bro. So, you know, now we're in this rough situation with the world, etc. So, as professional victim would say, you were being a simp. Yes, I was being a simp. Absolutely. I was absolutely being a simp. Thank you for calling me out. Yes, I was. Uh, not doing that anymore. So, uh, based on that, uh, I had to come to some, you know, conclusions. And the reality of the situation is, it's like, you know, okay, well, 
if my woman's not going to please me anymore, I'm going to go find a different one or an additional one, basically. And, you know, that's, that's what masculine behavior is. You know, you as a man are the sun of your solar system. Your life is your solar system and everything revolves around you, the sun. You know, you have, you have your mothers teach you, well, the world doesn't revolve around you. I, I disagree. Actually, the world does revolve around you as a man. Yes, it does. That is masculine behavior. That is what it is. And, you know, if your Venus is not orbiting the way that she should, then you need to pull out that solar flare and correct her orbit. And if she's not going to correct after you use that solar flare, well, she shouldn't be out of your, she shouldn't be a priority anymore. Go get a different Venus and have that one orbit you. That's what you should do. And then the previous Venus will start to up her behavior and like actually perform for you. You see what I'm saying? But if you're going to go marry that Venus, well, then statistically, well, the sex is going to be less frequent. It's going to be really low quality. She's going to let her body go and get fat. And then she's just going to be a burden to you because she doesn't have to compete with anyone else for your attention, you know, which is not going to work. So instead, to be masculine, it's like, ooh, beautiful women everywhere. But your Venus better be able to outshine all of them. And that's on her. But, you know, the mature feminine doesn't. There's no such thing as a mature feminine. You have the immature feminine. And what the immature feminine is teaching women to be, they're teaching women to be hoes, basically. And that's what this live stream is only about. It's about don't be a hoe. Seriously, don't be a hoe. Uh, high value masculine men don't want hoes. Uh, they don't want the image, immature feminine. And we don't want to have anything to do with female space. So you can have your female space. And you can, you know, enforce what female space is for. But don't be a hoe. If you're being a hoe, you are making other women cheap. Because it's easy. Yeah, you're, you're easy. And because you're being easy, you're making other women cheap. And then men stop growing and men get worse. So stop. You know, I'm working really hard, you know, within the men's group to make sure that the men are behaving, you know, in a masculine manner. So you women within this community can uh, have masculine men available to you instead of being stuck in a world of man children, like I used to be. That's what it's supposed to be like. So, but don't be a hoe. Don't be a hoe. So what does it mean to be a hoe? Let's define hoe. I have the definition right here. Hoe is... Uh, well, it's a subjective term. It's a slang term. It's a it's a colloquialism. So defining it's really difficult. So I'm going to define the colloquial definition, the generally accepted colloquial definition that people get all pissed off at me for. And then I'm going to define my definition afterwards. So let's let's define what ho is. Quote a person, male or female, who uses their looks and charms to manipulate their partner to gain material, sex, money, connections, people, status, status, hmm. clots, which is another slang term. A hoe does not love their partner, and the minute someone with better looks, money, or clout comes along, they abandon their previous partner and the cycle continues. That's a hoe. 
So, but how do you how do you measure hoishness or hoish behavior? There's a lot of examples of hoish behavior, but how do you do that? Well, my wife had a thought um, on that, uh, and she said, "Quote: If a woman has no girlfriends, then she is a hoe." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> really?" If a woman has no girlfriend, she has, oh, we argued about this. It's T.I. parent on T.I. parent. We, we had an argument. It bothered me. The argument bothered me, actually. Um, it bothered me so that, like, I decided to go do as, uh, you know, what men do and go sit on our throne in our castles, you know, the toilet. And I thought to myself, what does this actually mean? Like, I spent a good amount of time trying to figure out what was actually happening here. And I noticed that her statement has a lot of meanings to it. Um, but the, the, the two meanings that I was able to like come up with was, quote, you know, the first one is the obvious meaning. If a woman has only man friends, chances are she is screwing with or has screwed each of them, technically speaking. It's funny because, you know, even my wife, you know, being on the football team in high school, she was accused by women that she was sleeping with all of the football players, basically. She was accused multiple times of that. And uh, so that's interesting. That's, that's a very obvious, very obvious thing. But like the second meaning is um, uh, so the second, the second meaning is that like, okay, look, perhaps maybe it's just women don't want to be their friend because she's always this, this, this hoe is always trying to give their boyfriends, right? Either way, it's hoish behavior. We all know what hoish behavior looks like. Let me let me give you a very innocuous example of someone being a hoe. Very innocuous example. Um, so a woman is at work. Actually, multiple women are at work. All of the women at work are married. They're working in a Starbucks, and there is a male guy there who works as a coworker, and they flirt with him. But they're all married. They're hoes. They're hoes. They flirted with someone that they're not married to. They're hoes. As women, basically. Um, that's hoish behavior. They're being hoes. Because they are cheapening other women. They're cheapening females. They're cheapening they're 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 cheapening their own gender. Alright? So female space exists to it has the the highest law of female space and mar and, and male space is um uh, don't screw over your own gender. Don't don't harm your own gender. That's the point. Women harm their own gender when they give themselves away cheaply, when they behave cheap. Uh, men harm their own gender when they sleep with uh, other men's women. That is that's harming their own gender basically. So, women being easy or loose is an example of harming other women because then you end up giving yourself away cheaply to cheap men and you're cheap. So another example, another a way that I would uh, define hoe is that you're a cheap woman. Hoes are cheap women. And um, if you're going to behave cheap, you're a hoe. If you're going to be cheap, you're a hoe. But identifying what constitutes as a cheap woman is difficult very hard uh and 
it's not uh, it's not right um, it's not obvious it's really really not obvious uh, so I realize that there is overt hoes and overt hoishness and there are covert hoes when it comes to women overt hoes and covert hoes the overt ones are pretty obvious like we just said woman only having man friends chances are she's screwing with her has screwed each of them not 100 percent, but chances are chances are right as the christians would say you know don't cause that believer to stumble right what if he's eating milk and you're eating meat you know for, for those christians who are listening to this uh but you know or, or the second meeting you know probably women don't want to be that friend with that girl because she's liable to sleep with them or to continue making their value less basically this is why i say that female space is supposed to be a cartel where the price of femininity is controlled by women basically that's that's literally what it is whereas masculinity is more of a cult where everyone is held to an insanely high masculine standard so that they, they everyone remains masculine at all times but femininity femininity changes it's cyclical it's not it doesn't have like a growth track it's like this it goes up and down because femininity uh is really determined by supply and demand actually uh, femininity is more like a product whereas um masculinity is more of a jewel that you dig out of the ground or or develop over time or something that you that you build right uh, so it's a lot harder for women to actually build femininity i've noticed because of how cyclical and chaotic they are within their own nature right uh men not so much so um so what's the difference between being feminine and being a simp i don't think there is a difference uh so uh so there's overt hoes, which we should discover, and then there's covert hoes. What are covert hoes? How do you define a covert hoe? Well, a covert hoe, well, what, what is a hoe? Well, how do you know what a hoe is? Well, a hoe is a cheap woman. Covert hoes, covert hoes are cheap too. They're cheap, they're cheap. These are the very obese women. These are the women who play video games online and don't ever brush their hair and have poor hygiene and don't wear decent clothes and don't care about their appearance and are just ugly and not desirable and low value women because they're cheap. And then when they finally are like, they have this pressure in the back of their head that, you know, maybe I should like, they're getting closer to like 30, you know, mentally, and it's like, maybe I should probably get married or at least get into a relationship or whatnot. So I don't feel like a loser or something like that. Maybe I should do that. And then they do. But they end up with a cheap beta male because they're giving themselves away cheaply because they feel cheap. Well, that's an example of a covert hoe. She's still cheap. You know, so basically my definition of hoe is cheap woman equals hoe. Um... If you're not, if you don't know how to take care of yourself, if you don't know how to have like good health, you know, I'm not saying like all women have to wear makeup or something like that, but you got to be kept. You got to have like hygiene. It's not that hard. Like 
your breast nipples should not be at the same level as your belly button. And I see that constantly, you know, like, uh, the, uh, the amount of flesh that's hanging off of you over your vag shouldn't ever be a thing. That's, it is disgusting. It is an absolutely disgusting thing. You're not being feminine when you do that. You are not feminine. And because you are less feminine, you're cheaper. You're cheaper. Femininity is what makes a woman expensive. It makes a woman high value. Just like masculine behavior, and the more masculine behavior, the more masculine a man behaves, makes him high value, right? It's that simple. So women, I don't care what type you are. I don't care which of the 16 you are. If you're an STP, like you have no excuse. You have to be feminine still. You know, it's funny. I literally criticize my wife about how not feminine she is and how like I'm not attracted to her because she was so masculine. Do you know what she did the next day? She literally called women in her life asking for advice on how to be more feminine because it's a learned behavior trait for an STP. And she learned. You know, it's just how it is. Sure, males, males can be masculine, definitely. Definitely, Tanya. But, you know, why be masculine, right? <laughs> That's the thing, like, a lot of men out there are interest-based. Half of men out there are, are interest-based. So sometimes they're like, well, why bother being masculine if there's no rewards in it? That's because being masculine on its own right is a reward in of itself. I just don't care. I just don't care how people feel or how people think when compared to how I feel and think. You know, like, for example... If I'm an ENTP, yeah, it's nice when an NI user woman initiates with me, but I can still initiate too. So I'll be like, hey, you're cute. I want your number. Or, hey, you're cute. Here's my card. Text me sometime. Whatever, you know. Being an ENTP, the card works a lot better because, like, she can think in her head that, you know, 20, I've given out my card probably 20 times that day, and one of those women will probably text me which increases my value because women are far more attracted to men who are more attractive to women. So then they have this little pressure in the back of their head, especially if they're an NI user, to uh, stake their claim. You know what I'm saying? So being an ENTP, handing out your card is actually kind of more valuable instead of just collecting numbers. Let's be straight. But anyway, like... Like... Uh, you know, and, and it's so funny. I, I, I mentioned these things and women say, well, you know, what about fat men too? What about men who look, who don't take care of themselves? I'm like, well, men don't have the burden of their appearance more because biologically, you know, and men reject women more. Let's be honest. That, that's a fact. Like, if you don't believe me, you can read W. Anton for that. He's an ESTP, but men reject women more because men oftentimes won't even talk to an ugly woman. They won't even talk to a cheap woman. They won't talk to a hoe. They won't. You know, so just because like, you know, your colloquial definition of hoe, according to UrbanDictionary.com, you know, like the reality of the situation is, is that there's a bigger problem and being a hoe, you're a cheap woman. So stop being cheap is my point. Like, it's so funny how I see these amazing athletic women, hugely athletic, very healthy, constantly in the gym. They're even an instructor doing awesome and but they're so masculine that they're just so ugly to me and 
And then they constantly have all these relationships with all these men, and they give themselves away cheaply too. They literally have less body fat on them. They have like 17, 16% body fat on them. They're technically visually smoking hot, but that woman is literally just, she has no more value to a high value masculine man than just side action. She's just side action. She's not worth being committed to. She's cheap. So like, that's an example that it could be done, a woman can be too masculine and too athletic where she's cheap. Whereas she can be a couch potato and also be cheap. Both are hoes. They're hoes. They hoes. They're hoes. Sorry. So I go on in my Facebook post, which pissed off a lot of people. It's got 254 comments on it already. I, I enjoy the ignorance. Um, do not forget the main reason behind the mature feminine, which is to not harm your own gender. If you are a woman without relationships with your own gender, then you are harming yourself and other women at the same time. If you as a woman cannot humble yourself enough to receive criticism from other women and change accordingly, then you will always be ugly to men and never be able to leave your status as a hoe, a.k.a. cheap woman. Okay? Don't be a hoe, a.k.a. cheap woman, and submit to the mature feminine. Girls who don't listen to other girls give themselves away cheaply to low-value men and cheapen every girl everywhere else. It's time you wake up and actually give a shit about your own gender. Stop being a hoe. Stop being a cheap woman. Just stop. Like, seriously, stop it. Let's, let's go in a little bit deeper here, though. So, you know, like, oftentimes, you know, I got a lot of responses to this post where it's like, well, you know, I've been married to my man 16 years and I've only had guy friends. And I'm like, okay, but if you've flirted once, which is likely, I'd say it's likely that you have, then you hoe. And people pick up on that. Yeah, it's subjective. It's a subjective judgment. I get it. The thing is, is that, you know, appearances do matter. I get judged by appearance all the time. People think I'm like some fucking mafia hitman. They say it all the time. Or like I'm a creeper. I'm an axe murderer. They say it all the time. It's what happens when you dress in black a lot in public. People just assume you're dangerous. You know what I'm saying? People can assume you're a hoe. And the fact that they're making that you're an assumption that you're a hoe, and they're making an assumption that you're a cheap woman, you're making all the other women look bad, which means their value is getting reduced as well. So the result ends up being the same. This is where subjectivity actually matters. It actually does matter because people are still making judgments based on subjective fake things. So I don't care if you've been married for 16 years and have nothing but guy friends and your husband is happy. Chances are he's a low value man. Because if you had the guts to be around women to criticize you, you know, even though most women, because in the immature feminine, they just enable each other. They enable each other to get uh, epidurals. They enable each other to eat donuts in the break room. They enable each other to take care not take care of themselves they enable each other with give them strategies about how to uh, extract as much funds or get what they want from their their boyfriends their husbands etc they enable each other they don't actually help each other you don't have women in the break room coming in and sitting down to you and looking at you in the face and saying you uh, girl you ugly and you're making the rest of us look bad you need you need to you need to like get something done wouldn't that be amazing if that happened Oh, but, you know, that'll never happen because, you know, fatherlessness, because 
Girls don't have their dads to tell them that they're cheap. And their dads exist to criticize them to help them become less cheap. And then they take that criticism that they get from their fathers into feminine space, into female space, that they get to be like, oh, I worked hard because my daddy made me work hard. So, and girl, you're making me cheap because you cheap. So that means I got to criticize you or we're all going to have to exile you and you're an outcast and you can't be in the girl crew anymore. And then that's when I get the women complaining about the queen bees. And it's like, yeah, I get that queen, bee, queen bees can be a total bitch. But at the same time, like the queen bees also aware that you're cheap and you're making the rest of them cheap. So don't be cheap. Take care of yourself. Literally take care of yourself. This is all you have to do. If you can't open up the Legion Athletics macronutrient calculator and calculate your calories every day when you can have MyFitnessPal on your iPhone every day and literally control your eating, and you have you have an Apple Watch, you can control your walking, you can download fitness apps that tells you uh, lifting things in the gym, you have no excuse. Stop making your fellow women cheap. Stop harming your fellow women. Actually, like, humble yourself enough to receive criticism from other women. And then there's the other side. I had a woman earlier today tell me, I don't bother talking to women because, you know, they get so butthurt and they get so emotional. And I'm like, and you don't? You know, or like, stop being a hypocrite. Or, or, or you know, another one making that same exact argument. I don't want to talk to them because they can't, they can't take criticism. And it's like, then stop talking to them and talk to other women who will listen so that you end up creating a mature feminine crowd of women who are successful and you're all beautiful and you're all highly desired, right? You're one of the Barlow girls. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you don't know what that is, there's actually a song called Barlow Girl. Listen to that. You might understand what I'm saying there. You know? All the boys in the band want a valentine from a Barlow girl. That's how... The song goes and it talks about a mature feminine environment that is actually desired collectively by men and they are increasing their own value. It's why you have a homeowners association in a neighborhood with houses that has rules that are enforced on all of the homeowners so that their grass looks nice, right? The grass looks nice. The house looks kept. Cars are parked correctly. The neighborhood looks great. That and how it looks matters because that increases the value of the homes in the neighborhood. You're not going to want low-income housing coming into your neighborhood because it's going to cheapen your neighborhood. Women, this is literally how femininity works. You need to have your HOA and be like, girl, you ugly. We need to talk. And if you ain't gonna listen to what we say, you out. And then... We're going to be beautiful AF, and we're going to get the high-value men, and you ain't. And yet, women are so jealous of each other. They're so jealous of each other's success. But oftentimes, those cheap women are either too arrogant, or they have a superiority complex, and they're not willing to listen. They're not willing to take that criticism. They're not willing to listen to that help. They're not willing to go for it. It's really frustrating. They just assume, well, oh, they're being too emotional or they're being too arrogant or they're not willing to help me, et cetera. Like, seriously, like, you know, your mother should know this. Oh, wait, but she doesn't. And her mother should know this. Oh, wait, but she doesn't, right? 
because society has collapsed into this horrible intergender dynamics hell that we live in right now where women aren't really feminine anymore. They're not. And, you know, the very few women who are actually feminine, and by the way, having a smoking hot body counts for being feminine because it, you get to see that feminine shape, you know? And men like that feminine shape because it tells men, oh, they're healthy. They're not gonna be as much of a burden on me. They're probably not going to get cancer. You know, like it's obvious, folks, it's obvious. So increase your value. You know, that's, that's a thing. Like, oh look, oh, look at that. Rachel Martinez says, a man talking about women. Okay, yeah, as if you know anything about women. I can tell you you don't. I mean, unless you're a lesbian, then maybe you know something about women because when's the last time you seduced a woman? Like, when's the last time you seduced a woman, huh? Oh, if you haven't, then shut your face. You know what you're talking about, okay? So men seduce women, and men have that understanding of women, and men understand what they want from women. So men can be experts on women. So this whole bullshit idea that just because we're not your gender that means, like, you know, invalidates me as a person, take your cancel culture and get, get your ass off my channel. Like, seriously. Take your cancel culture and get the fuck out. I don't need to see that shit. Seriously. Like, get out. Yeah, and Tanya, you can go with her if you're going to have that attitude too. So pay attention, folks. Like all you women who like think that it, you can like, oh, you know, men shouldn't be talking about women. <laughs> Get over yourselves. You don't know how to seduce women. So if you did, you might have more peace among women, right? Like, come on, pay attention. Like, seriously, so annoying. Stop being arrogant. Stop having a superiority complex. You actually don't know anything, especially since women are a moving target. Your guys' lives change as you, as you age constantly. You change your mind like every other day. I'm tired of it. Well, actually, I'm not. I, I don't mind that you change your name. It's kind of a, it's a feminine thing. I don't change my mind so much. Women do change their minds. This is why you can't take a woman at her word. I'm not saying women are lying, but you can't take a woman at her word. You can't. Because she's going to change her mind. That's it. They change their mind constantly. That's why you can't take that word. You can't judge a woman by what she says. You can only judge her by her actions, men. That's what it is. So, like, seriously. Anyway. Um, like, pay attention, folks. Like, you could take your little, your little, you know, preconceived, ignorant judgments and just get off my channel. Like, come on. Just don't do that. Like, women, like, the girls of the CSJ community, you folks really, really need to get to a point. You really, really need to get to a point where you are supportive of one another. You're willing to call each other out. You're willing to be like, hey... I had a really bad experience with this pregnancy. I want to share it. You got to be willing to humble yourself to share your failures with one another and give them opportunities to grow and improve. Okay? So the men in the CSJ community, as we make them more and more masculine, especially the men who are in the men's group and growing constantly every time, there are women in the CSJ community ready to have relationships with them. 
who are desirable, who are beautiful, who are feminine, regardless if they're an STP or an NTJ, regardless if they're masculine or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because STP, NTJ women still have the burden of learning how to be feminine. Just like I'm an NTP feminine man, and I still have the burden of learning how to become a man. There's no, there's no difference. That's just how it is. Like, some people just don't get it. And it's because y'all are ignorant. Because you don't have any daddies around. You don't have your daddy to tell you to not be fat. My wife's father told her, hey, thunder thighs, you might want to go fix that. <laughs> Why? You, you probably, you, you, you ignorant people out there who are watching the stream, I'm not saying everyone watching the stream is ignorant, but there are some ignorant people on the stream who are like, well, your daddy's a dick or he's a douchebag. He doesn't love you. What? No, it's because he loves her that he's making fun of her for having thunder thighs. You know, you can actually go to my wife's Facebook right now. She's got photos of herself on her Facebook if it's not set to private or whatever. And you can see those thunder thighs right now. You can see them. <laughs> she don't have those thunder thighs right now. I remember a video of her running into this giant flock of seagulls, you know. That was the biggest thunder thighs I've ever seen on a woman in my life. That her dad criticized. I love the video, though. It was one of my favorite videos of her. It was very cute. Very endearing. But, uh... And I do love my life, my <laughs> wife, very much. You're like, but she was a fat ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, come on. <sighs> so, make sure... That's not true, Melissa. That's not true. Because they could still be abandoned. They could still be kicked out of, you know, the mature feminine. They could still be kicked out, right? So like I said, you know, chances are, you know, if they got a lot more guy friends, you know, then chances are they cheap, chances are they hoe. Don't be hoe. It's that simple. Like, yeah, you know, I, I told my daughter that she needs to lose weight. She got really, got really upset, really sad, crying over it. And then the next day, she changed her entire behavior. She started making better food choices. I was so proud of her. Because y'all need a daddy to tell you. And then you take those, what you learned from your daddy. Because my wife's father, my father-in-law, guess what? He criticized her for having thunderflies. So she made some changes. Why? Because he doesn't want her being a burden. He wants her to be able to attract a man one day so that she could be with him and not under his roof anymore. I remember when he came up to me and said, hey, Chase, how you doing? Like, good, Chuck. What's going on? He's like, hey, uh, I mean, you know, you married my daughter, so uh, no take backsies. That's what he said. That was really cute and, and hilarious and so true at the same time. Uh, I, I, I will probably, uh, you know, uh, have similar behavior myself in the future one day. Who knows? But, like, that's what it's all about, folks. It's what it's about. So. Uh, 
So okay, well, Chicklet Monster, if you really, if you really just go to Legion Athletics, like search Legion Athletics macronutrient calculator right now into Google. Just go search it. Set it for um, you do zero activity. I don't care if you're working out five days a week. Set it to still zero activity. Okay, so activity modifiers are dumb. They don't just set zero activity. Click on lose fat. Put in your age. Put in your height. Uh, you know, uh, put in your gender, obviously, put on imperial if you're like imperial or metric, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then for your macronutrient split, you want 7% carbohydrates for keto, never go above that, 40% protein, you can do 31% protein, so between 31 to 40% protein, if you want a lot more protein, 40% protein is the max. And then 53% carbohydrates, and that is a good keto, in general, keto plan. You can do 31% protein, though, uh, if you're calculating 0.8 uh, uh, grams of protein per pound of uh, body weight, etc. You could do it that way, and that's fine. And it will tell you exactly how many total calories you should eat and how many grams of each you should do. Focus on calories first, okay? No, this is not a weight loss episode. All I'm trying to do is help people understand that women need to hold each other accountable and you as men as fathers need to hold your daughters accountable and mothers hold your daughters accountable when you see them behaving cheaply you know and i mean if your daughter is a twitch streamer all the time and that's all she does and she's putting on weight etc she cheap she being a hoe and she's effectively hoeing around with all those guy fans that she has on her Twitch stream, all those cheap men that enable her, right? That's hoish behavior. That's covert hoeing. That's covert hoe. All right, that's what that is. Okay, so that counts too. So overt hoeing, you know, flirting with somebody that you're not in a relationship with that you shouldn't be flirting with. That's hoish. Screwing somebody you shouldn't be screwing. That's hoish, obviously. You know, uh, or. Being that Twitch streamer, playing Minecraft constantly and taking money from men, you know, online, you know, and putting on some weight and just not caring about herself and just slowly deteriorating over time. You know, women don't have much time. So daddies out there, mothers out there, if you got children, women don't have much time. They're at their highest fertility between 20 and 26 years of age. When they hit 26, all of a sudden they realize their looks can't compete with younger women anymore. So then they go out of their way to find a man between 26 and 30 so that they can be married by the time they're 30 because, you know, 30 is, is the wall, right? Wow. And then if they're still not married or childless between 30 and 35, they're dangerous to be in a relationship with because they're constantly pushing marriage. They're constantly pushing children because they absolutely are trying to, like, leverage that out of their man at that time. So I, I tell men in the men's group, don't date women within that age range. Just don't even touch it. Don't even touch it at all. And teach... Teach your daughter that the women that uh, that the men that she should be going with have to be at least eight years older than her, minimum, minimum. You know, I know a fifty-year-old man who's banging a tw uh, a woman who's twenty years younger than him right now. I know a sixty-year-old man who's doing the same, because the yeah, your dad, your dad is doing that. Your dad is sixty and he is banging a forty-year-old right now. God bless that man. That's all. It's like when I was younger, I was like, I know I'm about to marry a guy who's older than me. Like I just knew that was like gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, your parents did that too. Isn't there a 16-year spread? There was a 16-year Yeah, and there's a 10-year spread between us. Yeah. yeah, and everybody's like, what? And I'm like, what's so weird about that? There's nothing weird about that. There's nothing weird about that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, like, like, seriously, you need to teach your daughters that 
They need to be with much older women because the older a woman is, the older a man she can attract. The older a man is, the younger a woman can attract. Okay, okay, for those of you in the audience right now who are like completely disagreeing with me about this hoish thing, like, well, you know, well, the men, men hoe around too, et cetera. Like, okay, well, here's the thing. The reverse is also true. If a man has nothing but female friends, you can be 100% sure he ain't banging any of them. You can be 100% sure he is not banging a single one of them with all those female friends. Guaranteed. Guarantee you. So, like, seriously, get it through your heads. That's just not, that's just not real. So, I mean, you know, you, um, oh, so VB, basically what, she, what Railgun was saying is that, like, uh, you know, she got criticized by members of her family for getting with someone who's 10 years older than her, when she's like, are you serious? My mom was with my dad, and they had a 16-year spread, and my dad is still banging chicks who are 20 years younger than him anyway. So, what's your problem, Right. Like, women, like, you got to teach your daughters to be ready to be in relationships with much older older men. Like, seriously, women, like, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Yeah, have to ask yourself. Ask your daughter what kind of lifestyle do I want. Oh, I want him to pay for everything, and I don't want to have to work, and maybe have some kids, etc. And just kind of just explore life and develop myself and not have a job. And, you know, it's like, okay, great. You want to have that lifestyle? Well, then your man has to be making $300,000 a year to do that. And the only men that make $300,000 a year are in their 40s. So, and this is your 18-year-old telling you that. You see what I'm saying? You got to figure that out. Like, so this helps prep your daughter to be, like, less cheap. You also have to prep your daughter to be less cheap so she don't end up a hoe or be a hoe because she's cheap because she don't have much time. A woman, her most fertile years are 20 to 26. She should be spending that time appropriately. Or else, you know, your grandchildren are going to be, like, unhealthy, you know? Uh, there's a lot of health risks by having children later in age. A lot of health risks. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? So, like, your daughters need to be educated properly. They need to be educated, you know, how to be feminine. Put them in situations where in the mature feminine. My wife's like, I'm so masculine, but you know, women that I know, they have no excuse. When I was growing up, she'd tell me, when I was growing up, I didn't have uh, girlfriends. They were like, oh, you play too rough. You play too rough. And they wouldn't let me be friends with them because I played too rough. And then she told me, I had to get girl magazines to understand how to be more of a girl so that I could be around girls and learn how to be feminine, basically. She tried. She went out of her effort to do that. And take home economics class and actually learn because it's a learned behavior. Parents, you have to understand that sometimes you got your little girl, you know, has that natural feminine behavior because of her type. You know, if she's informative, etc. But then you could have direct, a direct little girl. Oh, crap, but she's an STP and NTJ. Oh, she's super masculine. Then you really got to emphasize that learned behavior. And it's so funny to watch NTJ women delude themselves into believing that they're feminine when they're not. It's hilarious to me every time I see it. Gosh. Dude, NTJs, like when I used to, my first They job, can't hear you. Sit at my first job. Louder, louder. Oh, yeah, you don't want to wake the baby. What's your first job? <laughs> Wendy's. Oh, you're working at Wendy's? Yeah, and then, like, I had STJs and NTJ women, like... STJ, NTJ women, what are they doing? Oh, my gosh, they used to tell me I was such a man. They, they told you you were a man. 
like they were like making fun of they're me. They're making fun of you. Yeah, making fun of you so hard. Yeah, yeah, girls. You, if you don't, if you don't have the guts, you know, you 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 don't have the endurance to to take being made fun of by other women because of how masculine you are. Well, that's kind of on you. And that's an example of the mature feminine trying to reach out to you and tell you that there's a problem with you. That's why I'm kind of confused because like I don't understand what's so hard about being a mature feminine if like I've been made fun of my whole life. I think it's normal. People would always make fun of me for being masculine when I stopped. What do you mean? Oh, all the time. People would always make fun of me and tell me that like... People would always make fun of you and tell you because of how masculine you were constantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I don't get it when people are saying like women are too sensitive women are too sensitive oh that's what basically almost every person posting on my facebook said that's not what happened to me i i was made fun of harshly but maybe because i can take it they felt safe enough you know what i'm saying yeah but don't be a pussy yeah <laughs> just joking so anyway you guys ever see that meme? You know, it's got that guy jumping out the back of a plane. He's, he's saluting and jumping out the plane. And it says, when the girl you just started dating tells you all her best friends are guys, and you just, you're just getting the F out. You know, like, that's, that's, that's literally what this is about, folks. Like, so you don't want to be an overt hoe, but you don't want to be a covert hoe either. Covert hoeing exists. Don't be cheap. Parents, make sure that you are helping your daughters become less cheap. You got to really help them understand the cartel of the mature feminine and teach your daughters to make fun of or criticize other girls who are making them cheap too. Got to understand that women's beauty is like a commodity. It's like, it's like a product. It needs to be treated that way. It's just reality. If you're not willing to accept that, well, then the high value masculine men that you want in your life are not interested in you. We don't, we don't want you. You're not, you're not for us. So we're not going to go for you. If you want high value, that's on you. So, wait, if a girl is friends with only guys, she's sleeping with them, chances are that's what's happening. So, so, I, uh, Michelle Way says, my husband says, I know you'll get defensive before everything. I have learned to respond. Just tell me. I'll deal with it. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Hamanth Carnati says, I'm hearing Kevin Samuels here. Interesting. Um, thank you. That's high praise. Um, but I've only watched one or two of his shows ever. Uh but then it's not true if a man is friends with only women. Uh, sure it is, because if a man is only friends with women, then you know for a fact that he ain't banging any of them. Male space is super important to men. He's less masculine if he's not in male space. Men have to submit to male space. It's a cult. It's a cult of the mature masculine. Kevin Samuels is an NTP, actually. Don Hodges. Um... How can STP and TJ girls become mature feminine? That is a good question. I'll answer it, but I'm actually going to... You know what? I might answer it now and cut it out out of the stream. I have actually, like, literally no idea where I'm at in the stream right now, so I'm going to...
Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So, um, what is that question? I want. I want to find that question. I need to find that question. Uh, all right. Orbis asked the question. Orbis, bro, love it. And he asked. Um, all right. I'll answer the question right now. Okay. Hashtag. You know. I don't know. Like. Segway. Right. So starting at. One hour, four minutes, and ten seconds. How can STP NTJ girls become mature feminine? Literally, the answer is through learning, but learning through external sources. They need to be able to find the matrons, the matrons in society. So my wife was in that situation. She's an ESTP, super masculine. I criticized her about not being feminine, and she immediately took action the next day. It's one of the things I love about my wife the next, uh, like, is that she takes immediate action when I criticize her. She didn't used to do that, but she does now, and I think it's awesome. She listens to me. Granted, I have to admit that at times, you know, sometimes I don't listen to her, and that bites me in the ass. So now we have a culture of listening in our marriage. It helps. So, so what she did as part of her culture of listening, uh, she, she called up all of the matrons that she knew in her life, including her own mother. And she literally asked like, hey, what can I do to be more feminine? And her mother, what was, what was your mom's reaction for that? What, how did she react to you asking she said, her? praise God, thank praise you, Praise God, I thank you, Jesus. This day would never I come. thought this day would never come. My ISFJ Yeah, her, her ISFJ mother, and ISFJ is super mega feminine in a woman, right? SFJ women are the most feminine of all the women out there. And she's like, you know, like singing praises because she's a hardcore Christian woman. That's just how it is. And like about how her daughter is like asking for advice to be feminine. So remember what I talked about in season four? If you haven't watched season four, like go watch that. It's how intimate relationships actually work. And I talk about how humility is the source of beauty in women. If you want to be a beautiful woman, you have to be feminine. But you have to humble yourself in order to be beautiful. It takes a lot of humility to ask other women how to be more feminine, doesn't it? And that is effectively the answer. If you're an STP or an NTJ woman, you need to be able to humble yourself. Good luck for an STP woman doing that. They think they know everything. They're walking know-it-alls. Yeah, good luck. They need some humility to realize that they don't know anything. Or NTJ women, they think they're the best. They ain't the best. Let me tell you, NTJ women, you're not the best. You're not superior. You're not special, actually. So you need to humble yourself and go learn how to be feminine so that you can be, you know, a high-value woman instead of pretending to be a high-value woman like you do. Because for some reason, I often am constantly, like, shocked as to how NTJ women are just, like, regularly telling me how feminine they are. And I'm just like, no, you're not, like, at all. You're actually disrespectful and you are... You are so selfish and so like all about you and your accomplishments and your achievements that I don't give a damn about at all. You know, and, and then you're expecting me to care about all of that when I wish you would just go to the gym. I wish that you'd actually ask people, you know, how you could, you know, potentially dress better. You know, that would be nice. Uh, you know, like, how's that pantsuit working out for you, ENTJ girls? How, how's that working there? That, that's actually really ugly. How about a mini skirt? How about you wear that? That would be nice. Show me some cleavage, damn it. That would be nice. You know, like, like that, why can't you do that? You know, 
my wife just got this amazing sundress that we got her recently. It's got some really nice cleavage on it. It is absolutely dope. It is a great, great dress. You know, so like being able for this ESTP woman to just completely transform herself into this awesome feminine flower is incredible. Well, women can do that. STP, NTJ women, it's literally the first thing you do is ask for help, but it requires the humility for you to be able to ask for help to actually be able to do this because of how masculine you are. You have to let go of your pride. You have to let go of your TI pride, okay? You have to let go of your FI special NTJs because if you're not gonna do this, you're not gonna get anywhere and the high value men are not gonna look in your direction at all. Like, especially like, you know, I've had, I've had NTJ women throw themselves at me. They're like Victoria's secret level of visual beauty, but they are so arrogant. They, they, they think they're so, so special. And I'm just like, you're a hoe. You just like, you only care about how much attention you get from like all men, etc. And I'm like, the only attention that I care about is my attention towards you. And apparently that's too cheap for you. So I'm gonna give my attention to that woman over there who actually has humility. And because she has humility, she's far more feminine, far more beautiful than you are. And I'm gonna throw your ass in the dumpster where you belong. So no, get out of my life. You are nothing more than side action to me. You are not somebody worth committing to. You are not somebody worth putting a baby in and like, like having a child with. You are not worthy of being in my family. Get out right? So based on that, it's learned behavior. So they have to learn. And the best way to do it is to go to the matrons, go to the matrons who have been there before and find out what they did to be feminine. And the number one, the number one piece of advice that I can offer STPs and NTJs, go ask STP and NTJ matrons who have walked the same area of life, who have suffered just like you, who have uh, been, um, you know, uh, used and abused by men in their, and then they're like, oh crap, I probably shouldn't be a hoe anymore, you know, for example. And then they have that epiphany and then they make changes. Or those people who've been bullied by other girls growing up for how masculine they were and then how they were able to get that learned behavior to and be the tortoise and not the hare, you know. And it's really hard for INTJ women to do that because, you know, INTJ women are all about shortcuts constantly all about shortcuts all the time it's annoying and because they want to get by on life on talent alone instead of like you know actually uh putting an effort you know so you know like hey you know i'd, I'd rather i'd rather just you know have the have the fake tits the fake lashes fake ass instead of like actually going to the gym and putting the work in and and then like the high value men are like yeah no I like, a, I, I like me some real titties. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a cheap shortcut. And they being cheap because of it. And they're making women around them cheap because they being cheap. They being hoes. You see what I'm saying? You don't want to be a hoe. So understand, you know, covert hoeing versus overt hoeing. That's a thing. And hoe equals cheap woman. So don't be cheap. Don't be easy. Right? And that's an example of easy because they're not willing to humble themselves to realize that they need to be putting in the effort. And it's hard to convince an NTJ woman or little girl or daughter to, you know, put in the effort because they, they're all about my talent. They're all about, and they're not willing to put in effort. SCPs have that problem too, but not as bad. SCPs are just, you have more of a know-it-all issue, right? So when you're raising them in that situation, you kind of got to go beyond that. So...
Like, it's a thing. So when you, so yeah, just literally find STP matrons, find NTJ matrons, and you'll be good to go. You'll have like no issue whatsoever. You'll get all of the information you need because those women have been there and you will be awesome and happy for the rest of your life. I promise you will not have that problem at all. So yeah, hopefully that answers uh, that question, etc. Um, yes, as Victoria Pollock says, little boobs are better than fake boobs. Very true. Very, very true. Oftentimes, like I've said this many times, like people, like I've had women like send me naked photos of themselves and they're like titty shots and whatnot. This happened like, especially in the very early days of, um, of this channel, et cetera. They'd send in and I'm like, I don't care. I'd even tell them like, look, I'm attracted to women who have medium to small size tits. Uh, I find large tits to be absolutely suffocating and I don't want to deal with it. So no, thank you. I'm not interested. And I, and then they'd just be like so offended by that. And I'm just like, no, I, I, I just don't care. Like, like stop, you know, obviously beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but seriously, high value men prefer, you know, like the not fake like be real, the women that actually put in the effort. Because when we see a woman putting effort into taking care of herself, when we see her actually doing that, we are insanely happy by that effort. Insanely happy because that proves to us that she will be able to put effort in like, you know, raising children and having a marriage and not letting her body go and effort into having hot monkey sex, you know, or and with high frequency, you know. We, we, we see it that way, you know, from the masculine point of view. And that's what we expect. The more masculine a man, the higher expectations he has, right? Because, you know, women to him are ultimately replaceable. So at that point, it's best to have a woman who's going out of her way to make herself as irreplaceable as possible in his eyes because she is constantly uh, working and putting an effort for his desire or his attention, that's how it works. That is, in essence, what femininity is supposed to be about. But you don't see the STP or the NTJ women often doing that because they're super masculine and they have to learn these skills. And oftentimes, those are the women who end up being the cheapest women. Those are the ones who are most likely to be the hoes. They're the most likely to have all guy friends. My wife was criticized heavily in high school constantly because all the women hated her because how she was friends with all of the men. She herself experienced it. She lived it. She was that archetype. That's where it came from. So that's just kind of how it goes, right? So, um, Uh, and Victoria Pollock says, plus after you get with your man, your boobs will get slightly bigger. It happens to lots of women, not huge, just fuller. I, I don't know, maybe if you're breastfeeding, but I, I don't know much about that, honestly. So, um, I mean, I dropped a shit ton of weight when I got with you, so. <laughs> you did. And you know, it's funny, like uh, oftentimes, you know, like I, I've had some coaching clients, some women that I've, that I've coached and they, 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 they complain to me constantly you know, well, I have a baby, you know, and then I can't, I can't get rid of that baby weight. And I'm like, oh, you know, that baby weight where you ate anything that you wanted during your pregnancy, 
where you had all those Oreos as often as you wanted and you were sending your man to get you Oreos and pickles in the middle of the night uh, and you were doing that and he was enabling you and society's enabling you and all the women in your life are enabling you, you know, that extra baby weight that you got. Wow, that's just, that's just fantastic. You know, the mature feminine would never allow a pregnant woman to do that. Mature feminine would be like, okay, well, organic, non-GMO foods for one. Also, like, no gluten, nothing inflammatory, no soy. You see what I'm saying? Like, they'd actually go that far because they, like, care about the outcome of the child because the child is the priority, not this pregnant woman's gravy train, enabled gravy train that she has constantly. My mom actually did like, tell that. huh? My mom actually did tell me to eat healthy. Yeah, yeah, and your mom, your mom told you to eat healthy, and that's fantastic. That, that's 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 great. Um, I'm dropping my child off at her place <laughs> if I need to. Okay. Not, not um, you know, uh, but my mom did no such thing for my sister when she had her children. It never happened. Never happened. There, there's a disconnect there. There's a mature feminine disconnect. It didn't even happen. They need to be held to a higher standard. And then, and then at the same time, you know, these women also are complaining to me about, you know, being so, you know, about having a hard time to lose their baby weight, you know, in their third pregnancy, and they still have baby weight left over from their first pregnancy, and they don't even know what to do. And, and then, and they're like, what do I do? What do I do? And then they, and I give them the solution, they just get mad at me in these coaching sessions, they just get mad at me. And it's like, Chase, you don't even know what you're talking about. You've ever been pregnant before. And I'm like, I do know what I'm talking about. Because let me tell you something. My wife had a baby. And then two months later, she weighed less than what she weighed when we were first together. Not because she was starving herself, but but because she had healthy habits and healthy behaviors throughout her pregnancy, and also was at pretty good hormone makeup at the you know when she was breastfeeding and utilizing breastfeeding, basically helps her. Um, you know she's 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 breastfeeding our son right now, and honestly. It helps her uh, have really good hormones. A woman can control her beauty when uh, she's breastfeeding. Progesterone's super high. You know, your, health, your hair is a lot healthier. Your breasts are a little bit bigger. Uh, you have a lot of advantages as a woman. Use those advantages. It's not that hard. Overproduce milk. You'll eat a few more calories, but you're going to lose that baby fat super quick. She weighs the least that she's weighed in our entire relationship ever. So, um, so I don't know what Odyssey is, and I haven't considered streaming there. And uh, thank you, High Roller Forty Two. Yeah, baby weight is just an excuse. I mean, it's it's like, a real thing, but just you should just like try not to give up, basically. Um, your mom blamed her son thirty years later for baby fat. Okay. I, I don't know. So, so yeah, like, like seriously, do, someone said, quoted Kevin Samuels again, do the work. Yeah, yeah, seriously, do the work. If you're not willing to do work, you have no excuse. Also, like, women, women were originally supposed to be producing a lot of milk so that they could be constantly in absolute control over their beauty. Because when a woman is breastfeeding, she has full control over her body and how she looks and able to shape her beauty however she wants. That's a fact. You're just going to have to go to the mature feminine to find out the specific techniques. Because I don't know all the techniques. I'm learning some of the techniques as I'm observing my wife. Another thing is breastfeeding is amazing birth control. My wife has not had a period since giving birth because of her breastfeeding. It's awesome birth control. It's a thing. This is how women used to have birth control in ancient times. They would just become wet nurses. 
and they would nurse a lot of other children. And children would gain the benefits of having different kinds of variations of breast milk and different kinds of microbiomes that are healthy from all those different kinds of breast milk. That's a thing. Well, you know, I got pregnant even though I was breastfeeding. Yeah, well, it's because you were unhealthy to begin with, and it's because your hormones were off, and you were not pumping enough during the day. You should have probably pumped four times as much and just assume you were trying to actually feed six children instead of one, and then that way the horm your hormones would have been upregulated up up because um, uh, of the demand of milk on your body. On top of that, you know, you're going to lose even more body fat. So, like, it's, it's, it's no excuse. Put in the work. But, you know, the mature feminine, you know, should be able to teach you these things. It's really pathetic that, like, a man like me has to actually say this stuff. It's pathetic. It's also embarrassing. A man should never have to teach you this stuff. Seriously. Uh, um, so, like, uh... <sighs> Anywho. So, this, this is a thing. Like, there, there's no... There, there's just, there's just no excuse. The, the power of breastfeeding and being able to control your beauty is just, it's, it's fascinating. It's an amazing thing. And I'm sure people in ancient times had it down to a science. I'm sure if you probably look at breastfeeding books that were written in the 1800s or the early 1900s, I wonder what secrets you could be able to mine from there. Come on. Yeah, it's fine. Like you can still express milk whether or not you have a pump. Like, yeah, you can still express milk whether or not you have a pump. You don't have to have a pump, but it helps. Oh yeah. Yeah, so like like seriously, you know. It's not in, it's not in the interest of medical science for you to know these things about breastfeeding because like, you know, it's not going to be a thing. Like uh because they're not making money off of you. Like that's their interest, right? So we're just going to make sure that the uh, the books and the medical schools are teaching you a certain way so that you don't know these things you can about always join a Facebook group. Yeah, you could you could uh you could definitely join a Facebook group. Yeah, I agreed. Um so that's awesome, Michelle. That's awesome. Uh, okay, yes, that's fine, Jay. That's why God invented Bottle. bottles. Because guess what? <laughs> My INTJ son was not latching onto the breast. So she would just pump her breast milk out or use a haka, for example, and then put that into a bottle, which is awesome. She got a, a, a and, and, then, and, then we, and then he feeds from the bottle. It's not that hard. It, it's not that hard. So who cares? Doesn't have to latch. Okay, there's other things you can do. Come on. It's not that hard. Birth control by breastfeeding is truth. It will run out through two years or so. It, it just, it depends. It depends on the demand. It also depends uh, on, a, on a myriad of factors. Um, so I'm not entirely sure that's 100% accurate sojourner, but again, I'm not, a member of the mature feminine so i don't know for sure so yeah um awesome uh couples shouldn't settle with allowing each other to suffer because of weight yeah because you know if you have estrogen dominance as a woman you're going to develop pcos which costs money to deal with you're going to develop endometriosis which costs money to deal with you're going to develop multiple sclerosis which costs money to deal with and that's just the money issue. What about all the other health problems? What about lost time, wasted time, and not able to go to work all the time, or having unhealthy children if you can actually get a pregnancy? That sucks. Do you really want that for your woman? Anyway, I'm, I'm just rambling at this point. You guys get the point. And the point is, 
don't be a hoe. Seriously, don't be a hoe. It's it's horrible. Just stop. There's overt hoes, covert hoes. It all counts. You know, the overt hoes, flirting with men that is not your man, that's hoishness. Also, you know, like not taking care of yourself, it's hoishness. It's all about being a cheap woman. Don't be a cheap woman. And valuable women, don't let other women be cheap. That's it. Create the, the cartel of the mature feminine and you will make a better life for all of you. Remember, the entire neighborhood has to look clean. The entire neighborhood has to have fine grass so that, ev that everyone's home values go up. Cars gotta be parked correctly, girls, okay? So make sure your neighborhood is good and it is spotless and it is, there's no blemishes. There's no patch of grass, that a dried patch of grass or sunburned patch of grass. It's great and it's nice, but the entire neighborhood has to do it because those low-income housing folk come in, the value of your neighborhood goes down, and then y'all screwed. See what I'm saying, folks? This is literally how femininity works. That's how it is. You have to manage it like that. That is why it is the cartel of the mature feminine. And if you disagree with me, that's okay. You can go live in ignorance. Just don't complain to me if you're not able to attract high-value men because they ain't going to be around for you. That's just reality. Anyway, folks, thanks for watching. I'll see you guys next time.